Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, I want to follow up a little bit on the last verse that we looked at out of the 119th Psalm, verse 45. Remember this? It says, And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. The Lord has given us liberty. We are to walk in liberty, and we can choose whether to walk in liberty or not choose to walk in liberty. And there's a lot to this discussion, and I want to take us to another portion of the Scripture today. Uh, It's it's a long reading. I want to read the entire chapter, uh, the 14th chapter of Romans, because it deals with this, and it gives us some insight. And so I would encourage you to uh, go and read this chapter, particularly in the context of Romans, and see what the Lord says to you. It literally shows us how we are to live as believers with one another. So listen to Romans chapter 14, verse 1. It says this, Now, accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. So what we're going to see here is you have weaker brothers and you have stronger brothers. And uh, as I mentioned before, this actually winds up being the opposite of what we are often raised with. I'm, I'm a great example of that. Out of my background, the ones that sat there and said, oh, you can't eat this, you can't drink this, you have to act this way, you have to dress this way, you have to be active in this way, you have to be at church six days a week. Those were all viewed as strong brothers in the Lord and their faith, uh, when really the Scripture describes them as the opposite. They're the weak brothers because they're coming along and restricting the liberties of people, and they're putting uh, burdens upon the people that the Scripture doesn't put upon them. Okay, But we have weak in faith. You have strong in faith. So the first thing that's said right here is to accept the one who is weak in faith. So you accept them, but not for the purpose of judging them. We're not going to judge their opinions. Verse 2, one person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. So Paul writes Romans here, and he's given us a couple of examples of how this actually fleshes itself out, okay? So one person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. Verse 3, the one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats. For God has accepted him. So what we're seeing here is that there's a divergence of opinion and the degrees of faith right here. And we're to accept one another. Well, one person, uh, his faith is weak, so he feels like he can only eat vegetables. Well, that's fine. That's fine. The one that eats meat is not to look down his nose at that one and judge him. And, I mean, look at the, the degree of judgment. Verse says, 3 says, regard with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who does eat. For God has accepted him. God has accepted both. Verse 4, Paul says, Who are you to judge the servant of another? In other words, (coughs) we're the servants of God. So why are you judging that other servant of the Most High God? And folks, this applies to all things. That this applies to the issue of the day, whatever the issue of the day is. Okay? So verse 4. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Then he gives another example, verse 5. This is one of my favorite ones here. 
One person regards one day above another. Okay, Another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. And so uh, some people believe that you can only worship the Lord on uh, Sundays, the first day of the week. That's the pattern you see within Scripture, and that's the day when we're all gathered together. That's great. That's fine. Okay, And they exalt that day above another. That's wonderful. Other people realize that every day, every day is alike. I'm more of an every day is alike kind of person, but I understand uh, what the other people are saying. Paul was particularly writing to uh, the body of Christ here that had a lot of Jewish people that had come to faith. And they had uh, uh, the feast of the Lord and all these things. And so some people were regarding those things very, very highly. That's fine, he says. But each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. Our role is not to judge, and our role is not to try to convince somebody, you know, that our way is the correct way. Now, here's where the problem arises, okay? The problem arises when we come along and we mandate our way. We say, oh, my choice is the way that everybody has to go by, or it's not going to, we're not going to do it. That's a real problem within the body of Christ today. It's often done under the guise of leadership, (laughs) you know? And they say, well, I'm in this position, so therefore I can mandate, I can instruct this, I can, so you must do this. Then you must do this. No, 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 no. Each man must be fully, uh, fully convinced in his own mind. Verse 6 continues the idea. He who observes today observes it for the Lord, and he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat. And gives thanks to God. So what he's saying is both of them give thanks to God for their position, for what they are both fully convinced of in their own mind. Now, we want to come back in the mind of man and say, well, one must be right and one must be incorrect. No, that's not true. Okay, It's where they are is what they're fully convinced about in their own mind. That's the reason that politically speaking, okay, politically speaking, that uh, people can be true believers but disagree politically on some things. Because each one is fully convinced in their own mind. And each one gives thanks to God. Verse 7. For not one of us lives for himself and not one dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. So the whole point that he's presenting right here is that we are the Lord's. We are believers. Okay, whether we live, whether we die, whether we eat, whether we don't eat, whether we think one day is more important than the other or whether we think all days are the same. (coughs) The bottom line, he says in verse nine, for to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. (laughs) There's some really interesting nuances within all this that I won't get into right now. But he's saying this that the Lord has died for all of us, okay? He's died for every one of us. Tell you what, let me read these next two verses. We're not going to get through the whole chapter. We'll pick it up next time. Verse 10, but you, why do you judge your brother? Are you again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we all will stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. 
So that's where he's leaving us right now, okay, is that each one is going to give an account to God whether you eat or you don't eat, whether you agree with the days and this kind of stuff. And you say, well, why is that important? Well, let me give you a little heads up what he says at the very, very end of this chapter, which we'll cover in the next episode. If someone feels like they're not supposed to eat something, and yet they see somebody else that has liberty, and they feel liberty to eat that, and they think, well, I don't think I'm supposed to eat this, but because they're doing it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Listen to what the last verse says. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he is eating not from faith. And whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith is sin. See, so much of what we do, and I'm talking about the body of Christ, I'm talking about true believers, is motivated not by faith, but by fear. And if what we're doing is not motivated by faith, it's sin, folks. And so much of what we're seeing in recent days and in today right now is driven by fear rather than faith. By definition, it's sin. It's sin. We would do well to listen to those who are faith-filled rather than those that are fear-filled. Well, we'll continue this next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.